man, that's awesome. It sounds like a real show. Well, you got the music in there. Mm, nice fade. You like that fade? It's an easy fade. I worked on that hard for you. Mm. Welcome back to Don't Be an Idiom, episode two. Episode two. You excited? Uh, very excited. Um, how's it going, Ryan? Good, Albert. How are you? I, I'm really good. This I feel is- like I feel like last night was the first Friday we haven't hung out in a long time. Uh, yeah, I feel like I've been avoiding you all week so that we don't Thanks. talk about anything. <laughs> That's actually, it's good for us. To get some time away. Get some time apart. Yeah. It's nice. Cool. Makes me miss you. How was your Friday? Uh, my Friday was non-existent. Okay. Uh, but I watched the uh, the Manson uh, Manson Murders 2020 special last night. 2020? What, what year did that come out? Ooh, 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 ooh. I think it's I like new. Dates. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, because I think I think it's new. I mean, it was playing last yeah. night, but my mom was like, "Oh, isn't that because some of those women got out, like got off of, got out of jail, and they then didn't get out though, right?" No, no, nobody's yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, I th- I didn't realize they all got death row, but then but there's, then it was like abolished in California, so they're just sitting there. There's three of them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's the three girls and Charlie. I just like to jump in here and say yeah. that huge fan of murder, but I fucking don't like Charlie Manson. No. He's like a dick, man, and I hate how his psychopath. Well, he's a psychopath. Something to like about that guy. No, but everybody—he's like a pop icon, and the guy was talking about this one. This one cop was talking about. He's like, you know, his face is on mugs and shirts and everywhere. It's just right. like this ironic fucking thing. Like his face. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? It's like at least regular serial killers—they're super fucked up and they like have to do it yeah you know ted bundy and jeff dahmer yeah and um my all-time favorite albert uh, fish no oh no but i you know i like um richard chase he's the rabbit blood guy oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh my god i love him but no you know manson's whole thing is um you know just manipulating other people to do stuff obviously but they had this whole interview where he's like yeah you better do it right because if not, I'm gonna step in and then you'll be sorry. And I'm like, step in and do what? Do the murder and then you're in trouble? Like, who's he threatening? He didn't do anything. Yeah. He's I, I'm I don't like him. Good. I think it's good to come to that conclusion. Yeah, but uh, the the house that they were Shan- uh, Roman Plansky's house. Yeah, yeah. So that house that they were murdered in. I learned something new last night. Is that I. Uh, I didn't realize that Charlie knew that that guy, the, the the music, the record producer, wasn't there. Like he, I thought it was like an accident. Mm-hmm. Like he thought he was still there or whatever. But he didn't. He knew that he wasn't there, hmm. and he sent them anyway because like then the house would be like this symbolic fucking thing. This is like, what do you want to kill a house? He's like that house. I'm gonna get that house. You like just it. whoever's in there, you just stab the house. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so that was something that really pissed me off even more. Yeah. You had an emotional night with I, the Manson um, murders. Well, it, it, the, the last thing I wanted to say is they had, you know, they were inside and um, they were showing the house. Like, yeah. And nobody lives there, but I think it was old footage. Helter Skelter on the walls. and. Yeah. I mean, it was cleaned up and everything, but I was like, man, who could ever live there? I wonder if anybody lives there now. Yeah. At the time, it was empty. And... The house bled into my dreams. I had this Whoa. weird pseudo ghostbustery thing. Cool. We were all there. Nice. We were in the house that Sharon Tate was murdered at, saw real ghosts, and then and my cat was like four different colors. It was it was cool. I talk about that uh, the Manson murders every year when I teach Macbeth because I texted you last night how mm-hmm. he the first movie he made after the Sharon Tate murders were was Macbeth because the uh, Macbeth orders people to kill the character Macduff's entire family while he's away. And mm. that, that scene made him think of, like, you know, Polanski was away from the house when all the murders happened. Well, see, yeah. And and the other thing is, too, is, uh, you know, people were trying to pin it on Polanski at first. Yeah. You know, which I would have gone there, too. I would have gone there, too. And there was, like, a, a house, like, a, a boy that, um, a, a lad that took care of the house. A lad. He was, like, 17 and yeah. seemed really, like, really weird. But, yeah. Uh, but that's the thing that that would make sense at least if it was a plan. It's like that's the guy I want to get. I want to get his family. He was just like, I want to get the house. Whoever's in there, I don't care. Just go kill them. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, that's cool. I went to the zombies last night. Ooh, how was that over dad. the Keswick? Yeah, it was. It was cool. 
I'll tell you what, their first set, they played a lot of new songs. No one wants to hear a band from 1964 play new songs. Oh, no. No. But then the second set, they played the entire Odyssey and Oracle album, which is like, time of the season. It's the time of the season for loving. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, who are the zombies? But now I get it. I know them. Yeah. Right. So that was cool. Cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. You get that nice long drive to talk about nice. everything, about all the good choices you're making in life. Yeah, well, luckily, no, none of that came up. We just talked about Hiroshima. <laughs> we both slept the whole time. Yeah, my dad and I just slept. We both slept on our drive back. <laughs> um, oh, I, you know, I wanted to ask you about Hiroshima yeah. because, you know, for all the viewers out there, um, th- a big part of why this podcast is happening is because we had this wild night that I realized I have never learned a single fact about history in all of my schooling. And it all just came flooding back in this crazy psychedelic flood. And Ryan was feeding me articles about the death toll of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, because mm-hmm. everyone just forgets that. Yeah. Um, and I was just losing my mind. And, you know, we're going into uh, Japan in, in the summertime, actually. And I was like, oh my God, that's crazy that they would even let us in. <laughs> tell me, tell me what your dad said, because he's a genius. Well, I was, oh man, mm. I feel like I don't know enough about it, but the little things that I do know are that the Japan were, the, the Japanese were insane, like yeah. chopping off people's heads disemboweling them, trying to take over mm. every Pacific island and China. And even after Hitler was dead and the Germans surrendered, the Japanese refused to surrender. Whoa. So, you know, Truman made the decision, we gotta, we we're gonna drop the bomb because they just wouldn't surrender. And they just like kept doing all these horrible things. They dropped it, three days went by and Japan still did not say anything they did not surrender they did not <laughs> maybe all their phones got melted yeah, right. the atomic blast like oh my god call america we're good we're good right is that why they did nagasaki three days later yeah because they because they didn't say the, thank no, the you em- no the emperor refused to surrender still because he wow. d- did not really understand how what an a-bomb was still i mean did he just think it was like an act of god did he was he sure it was a, i mean nobody's ever fucking seen one right so i think everyone was just confused and then three days later, they were like, ah, we got to do this again. <laughs> we and got they this did. other bomb. And then as soon as that happened, they were like, uh, okay, we uh, we surrender. And then we helped rebuild their country. And, you know, now they're, now they're an amazing people. They are, but I just... I'm I, excited to, to get in there. I'm really excited too. Um, but I just got to believe that at least some percentage of them have this insane, secret, brooding hate of us. Yeah. And they're just like wringing their hands and they're like, you too, it's going to be you. Yeah, I guess enough enough decades have passed. People hate us for different reasons now. That's right. Yeah, there's so much to hate there's us so- for. People just keep forgetting <laughs> right, that we yeah. annihilated. There's so many new so great many reasons to hate. Great reasons to hate. Um, cool. So how are we going to figure out who's going first today? Should we? Well, I got, did you bring anything? I got, we're going to, we're going to pick who goes first. We're going to, we're going to devise a system, but the system's going to change. I got something in my pocket, but oh, do you, you want to. I thought I had a coin, but I don't have a coin. I wanted to use a half dollar, flip that. You know what? Because it's a good, it's, it's a good a good dang, weight to it. Great weight. Got a good heft. Do you notice new quarters don't feel so very, light. yeah, what is that? They just float away. I don't want to look it up, but they're lighter. <sighs> I'll tell you what, I could tell as soon as I felt one. I was like, no fucking way. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, you can tell right away. <laughs> Screaming out the window. It's ridiculous. Mm. Light quarters. All right. Well, so you don't have a you don't have a coin, mm-hmm. right? All right. Well, so I did bring my um, I did bring my America's Most Wanted playing card set. Oh, okay. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna just do a quick shuffle. Okay. We'll each pick a card. Yeah. And whoever gets the the better, like the higher. Well, I was getting, Ace is high. I mean, we could do that, but or we could just go by the stories because the stories are pretty cool too. There's a different murderer oh, on each, oh, a yeah. cool criminal on each one, and we'll say, okay, who gets to go first based on the, the better story? Oh, I like that idea. You like that? Yeah. All right, I'm not looking. America's Most Wanted playing cards. Yeah, so these, yeah, it's America's Most great. Wanted playing cards. Uh, they just appeared in my mom's house. <laughs> Nobody knows how they got there. Yeah. 
and we tried playing a game once, like a poker game, yeah. and everyone's like, Too I distracting. can't see the, the numbers on yeah. them. It's just, you just see these giant murder faces. All right, let me pick one. There you one. go. All right. All right, don't tell me until I pick mine. Okay, got it. All right, all right. In a way, we go. All right, you want to tell me yours first? Ugh, it's not very interesting. Okay. James Dudley Ashley, mm-hmm. black hair, brown eyes. Okay. He was convicted in 1979 in New Mexico for killing his second wife, Anita. However, he was allowed to first serve time on a lesser charge in Oklahoma. Afterward, Oklahoma failed to return him to New Mexico. They just failed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. All right, Dudley. Well, what, what card was he? That was an um, eight of clubs. Oh, see, that's why. That's like It's probably like they saved the better ones. Before. Like this guy, uh, an yeah. ace of hearts. We got a Glenn... Stuart Godwin. Mm. You know he's a murderer if he's got three names. Here mm-hmm. we go. Uh, black hair, <laughs> green eyes. <laughs> uh, he was charged with first-degree murder. Uh, FBI's top 10, most wanted refugees, $50,000 reward. But what he did was he escaped uh, in 1987 from the maximum security Folsom State Prison. Oh, that's cool. Where he was serving 26 years to life for a murder he committed during a robbery. Uh, I guess I, I guess it's this guy, right? Yeah, it's that right, guy. So this is the better Only because there's a mention of Folsom, which like is that. kind of cool. Yeah. Also, it's the higher card. Yeah. So Pretty so, good reward, too. Great reward. All right. Well, here's take what it we're going to do. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not going to take it away because here's how me and my brother play all these games of chance. Yeah. Whatever you do, like whatever you get, like yeah. we decided the best one. You get it? You do the opposite. You got to confuse fate. So what? you're going first. Is that, I was not in on that. Well, and I oh. wanted to save it, the big oh. reveal. Like me and my brother are always like, if you're listening, Mar, um, we would do, okay, flip a coin and then do the opposite. Oh, okay. So better murder. We'll have him go last, actually. Mm. Cool? Sounds good to me. And we'll mix it up next week. We'll do, and we don't have to go by that rule. All right, we'll get some old chicken bones, old some chicken voodoo bones. chicken bones, read the message in them. Determine on that. But yeah, better message goes first or last. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who knows what the fuck we're doing? All right. So this is Don't Be an Idiom, where we explore Woo, the, yeah. the origin stories of idioms um, so we don't feel like such idiots when we use them. So I'm going to go first and uh, I'm going to start with an example. You come in here, you walk in my house all the time, Albert. Sure do. With your leather jacket. And your tattoos mm. and your cool Looking dude good. attitude. Looking good. Feeling good. Yep. And I think in my head, I, I say, um, someone's got to take this guy down a peg or two. Oh, yeah. All right. Cool. I've heard that one before. Yeah. That's an old classic. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going with the classics for and that, And that's fine. Yeah. All right. So so taking someone down a peg. Uh, for, first off, what, is it, what does it mean? Uh, so the way people use it, it's. I, I feel like you use it. I'm, I'm not gonna. I feel like people say for women too much, which is like really no. sexist. Yeah, really. Like take her down a beggar oh, to lady wow. boss. Yeah. You think you're so great? Well, right. wait till you get to that glass ceiling. Wow. I just I always felt like it was like a. a you also a, work with all women, so do, maybe you've actually. So maybe that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So yeah, how would you define it? I would say it's when you think someone's getting too big for their britches, mm-hmm. and you gotta. Teach him a lesson. You got to knock him down. Give him a little, a dose of humility. Good. Yeah. To lower someone's high opinion of themselves. Mm, That's it. So many people I'd like to take down a peg. (laughs) (coughs) Sorry. I've got a little bit of a cold. Yeah, I'm sick. Um, I'm doing, I was, actually I was born sick. It's a good story. (laughs) We'll have to go back to that later. It is the original story. (laughs) Talk about the the origin of Brian. Yeah. You want an origin story? I was born sick. People love pointing that out. Should have never told anybody. <laughs> well, you bring it up. Well, it is funny. It's very funny. Um, so there's actually no definitive. This is the definite history mm-hmm. of this of this idiom. But do you want to you want to take a go at See maybe where, it where comes this came? From? Yeah. Okay, down a peg. Uh, I'm gonna say take him down a peg. Oh, I always think of a ladder. I always think of a ladder and. I feel like somebody was like a villain was climbing after a guy on a ladder mm-hmm. and the guy up top's like, yeah, get dead. He kicks his hands and he's like, oh, and he goes down a peg and 
That's good. Uh, that's something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's wrong, but that's good. Mm. I like that. All right. I, I just like the word villain, too. I love villain. We should do a whole villain series. Oh, I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, so I'm going to start with the 1800s version of, of where um, Take Some Down a Peg came from. Villain Friday. It's Villain Friday. <laughs> um, Satan Saturday. Sorry, go ahead. So do you want to take... How, why don't you Sorry. just guess where this came from? The 1800s? We're talking about... you. Uh, where, oh, oh, like like what What was... You yeah. Know, like, uh, okay, so Take Down a Peg. I'm going to go with either... Where'd all those idioms come from? I mean, I'm going to say the Navy. The Navy. Fucking yeah. It's always the Navy or church. We really... <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> We need to get my uh, brother-in-law in here. Mm. Ryan, I was—I just have to say, and oh, I almost gave something away about mine. Yeah. Remind me to come back to it. I was thinking the same thing because there's something I'm confused about with the Navy, even when I researched it. Yeah. But you go ahead. I'll bring. I'll come back. All right. So one one belief is that the idiom is used a lot um, on ships because the higher your flags were on your ship, the more mm-hmm. important you were. Okay. So the more honor you had. So to take it down a peg would be to like diminish your honor slightly. So I I guess if, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you won a battle or something, you would raise your your flag a peg or or Oh, some. Like, so does that mean like when everybody gets their first boat, they're like, all right, first (laughs) peg. Yeah, the lower, like a real low peg. And then you keep doing cool shit and then you just keep raising it up the peg. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, see, that's crazy because I would just think, like, I get in my ship. I'm putting that flag all the way to the top. Right. I'm going to sail around. No, you have to earn it. And I wonder if, like, you know, there's probably people who had done that. They were like, fuck it. I'm putting it all the way at the top. And then some other guys are like, I don't think so. Taking him down a peg. That is funny. That's like a weird bullying thing or something. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I mean, it's just like, you know, if, uh, if you're higher in military, you have more... Yeah, more and stars and pins shit. and stars. I don't know. I don't know. Not, I was actually looking that. up a bunch of those too. Yeah, they're cool. Like all that. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if either of us <clears throat> was ever awarded anything? You know what? I'm going to award you a couple of stars. Oh. Well, stars of good you. friendship. Thank you. All right. So that's the 1800s. Okay. But really, it seems like the more likely history is from the 1500s. Mm-hmm. And that's about music, actually. Musical instruments. All right. So, you know, like um, like the, if you're like tuning a guitar at the top, mm-hmm. like that, we're referring to that as the peg. Okay. Because right? that was like an old word. Oh. So by taking someone down a peg, you're lowering the note. Yeah. So it's like ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Ding, yeah. Ding. yeah. <laughs> then it's out of tune and then it's my guitar. Yeah. So, and there's, there's a reference actually in the Shakespeare play Othello. Mm. God, right. I've never seen anything Shakespeare, dude. I, I got to start watching stuff. Othello's a good one. I, I really do. I've, There's actually I've a Lawrence Fishburne uh, film version of Othello. Really? Yeah. They throw a little Matrix in there, or it's just regular mm, Lawrence playing it little... straight? I feel like he can't. Just <laughs> a little bit of Matrix. There's a few Matrix vibes in there. I feel like he's always winking to the side. But <laughs> <laughs> um, So... So in Othello, Iago, who's the villain, he's like one of the greatest Shakespeare villains of all time. Wait, Iago? Yeah. Like Aladdin, the parrot? Oh, yeah. Right? That's Iago, right? Yeah. Because he was kind of dastardly, right? Yeah. And this is a bad guy. Yeah, Iago's a bad guy. Oh, we got to do a whole thing about that. (laughs) Put him on Villain Friday. (laughs) Iago, the parrot. And we'll get, um, what's his name? Gilbert Godfrey in. We'll get him on. As a guest. Oh, and John Hamm. We got to do that. Oh, yeah. We forgot. We got a whole John Hamm thing. Stay on track. Stay on track. So um, basically, uh, Othello is this Moorish general for the Venetian army. And so because he's black, he's in love with this this woman named Desdemona who's white. So it's actually one of the first interracial kind of um, right. you know controversial stories. We're talking like early 1600s. So Iago hates Othello just because he's, he's black, <laughs> probably, and also because he's higher in the Venetian army than, than he is. You actually never really find out why Iago hates him so much. But um, they're in Cyprus, and Othello and Desdemona are, they, they finally meet back up because she meets him there. And um, 
He says, and this and this, the greatest discords be that ever our hearts shall make, and they kiss. And Othello says as an aside, oh, you are well tuned now, but I'll set down the pegs that make this music as honest as I am. So, Hmm. you know, he thinks that Othello is so full of himself, and that's one of the first references to taking someone down a peg, even though it's not the exact phrasing. Right. So, like, within within a few years, I mean, you start seeing take someone down a peg. Right. So it's that. it's kind of like it was uh it it wasn't as perfectly uh, kilned yet, and then you know, they're just kind of like, I'm just talking. This is how regular people talk, and then eventually someone's like, Oh, I'm gonna hammer that out and make it real nice. I'm gonna say take him down a peg. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. That's it. So those are the two main ones. I found. I found like two mentions of this other one where there's this 10th century English king mm-hmm. um, named King Edred right. who didn't like that his, um, his, the men in his army were drinking so often. So he, like they drank too much Fucking or something. dork. So, yeah, who cares? He's like, how are you going to protect me? You're They're all drunk. English. Let them drink. God, life sucks in the past. Get so drunk. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, apparently there was there they measured how much you could drink with pegs, and um, if you it, like, so it would you had to stop drinking at a certain amount of whatever, like if you hit a certain peg. So soldiers would get around that by drinking other people's beers and bringing it down their peg. I'm, oh. I'm gonna take someone down a peg and drink drink. Their oh, I beer. like that actually. Yeah. I like that one. So that's the earliest you found. That's the earliest, yeah, because that's 10th century, so like the 900s. I mean... So that's pretty good, too. Yeah. But I couldn't, I really couldn't find as much on that. I only found a couple references to that, so, but... Well, you know, here's the thing. I kind of feel like I had a similar issue, too, with mine Mm -hmm. this week. And uh, what I feel like is it's almost kind of with yours that, that there's that earlier one, right? So much earlier. Is it related at all? Like, is it just like, you know how there's that idea that you can't have an original thought? Yeah. You know, that guy back in 10th century, he's just like talking and saying, I'm a, they're they're talking about taking him down a peg. Yeah. And maybe they had their whole thing come, uh, when was the next one? The next latest one? 1600s. Okay. Like, it's not like they're referencing that. No. I doubt it. So it's just like another original idea. So it seems like all three of these, all three of these versions are, are, probably almost feels like they originated on their own or something yeah like they're all just happening yeah it would be like if you went down to sit sat down to write a song and then you put it out there and and then someone's like i'm suing you because that's my fucking song and then you are like what and then you listen to it and that is my song and you're like jesus that really sounds like it actually side note connor oberst's new album came out yesterday and he has this line about um sweating in a courtroom and I was like, oh, I was like wondering what he was talking about. I was like, I wonder if it was like a lawsuit thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's to me a lyrical and musical genius. And I just like, imagine like someone trying to sue him, saying, "You stole that from me." Right. And him really having like no idea what's going on, and then still being in the courtroom and being like, "Oh my god, this is so tense," and I have yeah. anxiety and all that stuff. So I, I just feel like it's amazing that doesn't happen more. Right. So it's so, almost like what your your thing is the more popular one is what ends up being it doesn't matter what's earlier yeah maybe it doesn't i feel like the ship one is the like to me that's the even though i feel like the musical instrument one it probably makes the most sense right i just like the ship one the most i think i mean (laughs) i love a ship love a ship (laughs) love a i mean that's just such a, a, a cool idea. And, the you know, the whole taking someone down a flag peg. Yeah. I just imagine it's like, could you imagine escaping any battle without being <laughs> fucking murdered so bad? Right. Or maimed or something. Like, if you're alive to see them take down the peg, you're like, oh, God. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, how is this shit just not extra burned shame. into the water? Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. I like it. Cool. Take it down a peg. Now we know. Now we know. Or do we? Well, I guess we kind of don't. But we know more than we did before. Hmm. It's good. It's a good story. You ready for mine? I'm ready. All right. So, Ryan, <clears throat> have you ever heard the very common expression? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turn a blind eye. Turn a blind eye. Right. I love. That's a classic. It's classic. Great. I told you I wasn't. I wasn't going all obscure. Yeah. Cool. Turn a blind eye. You want to just, I'm sure you want to just 
grab that meaning All right, right so, there? So turn a blind eye means when you are aware that something is going on, but you look away um, because you don't want to deal with it. You don't want to see it. You don't want to make it your problem. Yep, uh, that's that's just right. Uh, so it's to knowingly refuse to acknowledge something that you know to be real. Mm-hmm. It's ignoring something. You know right. it's there, and you're just like, nope. Yep. Um, like, for example, I'm going to turn a blind eye to my receding hairline. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, moving back into my parents' house at 34. I'm going to just turn a blind eye to how pathetic that is. Yeah. But yeah. I. You know what? You really went down a peg or two by... by Moving back into your parents' house. I sure did. I yeah. sure did. I am just... God, my flag is so... It's in the water. My flag's in the water. Flag's in the water. <laughs> I love my parents. Anyway, uh, so what was, I'm supposed to ask you another question. So you already got that. So you know what it means. Do yeah. you know where it comes from? Oh, man. Turn a blind eye. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say that it it goes, back, goes way back. Like... Um, Ancient Greek mythology, mm. and um, mm-hmm. oh man, I think I'm gonna blank on this one. Oh, that's I feel okay. like last week you you had trouble coming up oh, with the origin story, and now this week I'm having trouble. So hard about that, you yeah. know. So that's why I wanted to have something. Um, but, maybe it has something to do with you know it was like a form of punishment that if you mm-hmm. witnessed something, then you would be blinded. So. Uh, maybe they cut the tongue out too, just for fun. For good the measure. tongue. Yeah, that way you can't <laughs> okay. talk about it. You didn't see it. <laughs> All right. Shouldn't have seen it. I've got nothing. That's good. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, uh, you remember in um, The Gangs of New York, where mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Day-Lewis cuts his own Bill eye Bill the Butcher? Out? Yeah. Oh, my God. Remember that? He's yeah. like, I looked away. And then I cut the eye out that looked away. I want to send him it, send him the eye wrapped in blue paper. Oh, He's like, I would have done both if I could have afforded being blind. Like, what a badass. Like, yeah. Are you kidding me? Um, yeah, so. No, that's good. I didn't, I did not even think to go with that. Like the whole kind of torture thing, even though, great. That makes a lot of sense. Everything was so horrible back then. <laughs> All right, so what's the, what's the origin? All right, so, uh, it's funny that you had a situation where you were kind of like, couldn't really track Three down stories, definitely. Kinda, yeah. yeah. So this one is like that too, but there is a very popular beginning to this. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I love it. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with that, even though um, I'm going to give you the timeline afterwards. Okay. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> the, the most widely accepted origin of this comes from uh, 1801. And it was, uh, there was a guy named Admiral Horatio Nelson in the British Royal Navy. The Navy. Bring it back. I wonder what they had for their rations. (laughs) Sweet Fanny Adams. Yeah. All right. All right. So anyway, um, so so this guy, Admiral Nelson, I love him. And that's why I ended up grabbing this, uh, this idiom because he just... He just sucked me right in. So it was at the uh, Naval Battle of Copenhagen, and um, they, he was leading an attack on a Danish and Norwegian enemy. All right. So there's all these British ships, and they're they're going after these guys. So there's a um, the the commander in chief though is this guy named Sir Hyde Parker, and he's on this other boat, <clears throat> and he's signaling to uh, Admiral Nelson. He's like, retreat, retreat. We're not advancing. Let's let's get out of here. And uh, Admiral Nelson was convinced that he could win. He was kind of this, um, he, he was known as this like victory or death guy. Just totally went for everything, even when he was outnumbered and outgunned. Um, so Nelson sees the flags, right? He kind of, he's looking through a, a telescope. He, he kind of gives this little, this guy signaled to uh, to his cabin boy or his best mate or is a actually a powder. It could have been the powder monkey, um, which is a term I learned about a, a rank on the ship. Oh my god, I <laughs> it's like, like that. the lowest rank. On yeah, the we're a couple ship. of powder monkeys. Yes, God, I don't even know if we qualify for that. Anyway, um, so he he says to this kid, this guy, he's like, he gives him the yeah right. 
universal sign for jerk off. And then he moves the telescope over to his right eye, mm-hmm. which was fucking blind in real life. Nelson had a dead eye. Wow. Yeah. And um, he's just kind of like, what signal? I don't see anything. Let's go get these bastards. Wow. But he didn't really say that. I have the real quote here. Yeah, so yeah. as he does this, it goes like this. Um, this quote comes from, uh, it, it was a book that was written in 1809. It was called The Life of Admiral Lord Nelson because he was like the most popular and loved admiral of the Napoleonic Wars. Mm-hmm. Like everybody just, he was like a superhero. Mm-hmm. So um, that was by James Stainer Clark and John MacArthur. So here is the quote. Um, he's looking through the telescope and, and Nelson goes, leave off action. Now damn me if I do. You know Foley, turning to the captain. So that, that wasn't really a <laughs> captain boy. Uh, a, it was actually the captain of the ship. He turns over to Foley, he says, I have only one eye. I have a right to be blind sometimes. And then moving the glass of the telescope over to his blind eye. Whoa. Um, in that mood of mind which sports with bitterness, he exclaimed, I really do not see the signal. And then they're just like, he looks at Foley and uh, <laughs> he looks at Foley and he goes, this, this other amazing quote that's kind of like the lesser of the two. And he goes, he's like, you know, Foley? I didn't have breakfast this morning and I could murder a Danish right now. Whoa. And they're both like, charge! They're going for it. I'm sorry, this is too loud. And it just like cuts to like this slow motion hero scene. It's just like, boom, 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 boom. And all of the other ships in the fleet, they were aware that the chief um, Parker had signaled that too. Like they were aware that they were getting the retreat sign, but they were like, Fucking, we love Nelson. Let's go. So they Whoa. all charge in. Um, they, they're like totally just fucking shit up. And um, you cut back to Parker, right? And he's standing on the ship, and he's just steaming. He's like wrenching the flags. He's chewing the flags, and uh, he's got this little, um, you know, like a first mate type character. And he comes over, and he's like. Excuse me, sir. Did you um, expect that uh, Nelson would disobey a direct order? And um, and Parker's like, no, I hadn't. And he throws down this giant admiral that and he's just stomping away. And uh, yeah, the whole everybody else is going wild, and they win. Wow. Some of that's fake, but the the quote was real. But yeah. but the, the the feeling of the story is is exactly that. Disobeys the order. Yeah. Whole fleet follows him, knowing it's against the rule, like against the order, and they they crush it. Turns a blind eye to the signal. Turns a blind eye to the signal. Because he was hungry. You know they uh, they cut to fireworks, the drinking blood, selfies with the dead Danish, and then <laughs> as they declare victory, um, Sir Hyde Parker's wife. Uh, uh, starts following Nelson on Snapchat and sends 20 nudes a day. Wow, that's my favorite part. I love that part. And Nelson's kind of like, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. The very farthest back that I could find is this, uh, it was in a book, uh, uh, some writings, some writings uh, called A Discourse of Walking by Faith. And that was by the philosopher and Church of England clergyman, John Norris. And I, I was going through some of his stuff, and it's pretty darn cool. But here's what, here's what he's got, okay? And it's got some old-timey words, so I'll read you that. Um, to be crucified to the world and to have the world crucified to, <clears throat> crucified to us, <laughs> to be dead to its pleasures and insensible of its charms, to turn the deaf ear and the blind eye mm. to all those pumps and vanities of the world which we re- recounted at our baptism and to have it no longer in our hearts but under our feet so that was the earliest i could find wait was that before nelson though oh yeah so this was way before so that was 1698 Mm. nelson apparently didn't say it till 1801 oh so that's it must have been a thing before that right but let me tell you while i was researching i almost gave up before i found this 
And then even when I found that I can only find two sources that were referencing it, and I'm just thinking that maybe it's because the text is so old, I'm gonna actually need to get into a library to find these yeah. old things, or maybe not at all. Like maybe just nobody put them on the internet, you know? Yeah. So grain of salt, uh, but he does exist, that guy. And he seemed like, at first I was like, ugh, church, but then he seemed like a pretty cool, cool guy, like yeah. a philosopher. <laughs> so anyway, I feel like I'm in a similar situation with you. There are these older references, and they're definitely there. Yeah, but the pop, still no definitive history. It's kind of you have to you have to wonder like was even this this um, this clergyman that first gets credit for writing it down in 1698 like was he quoting something like it just seems like a quote yeah. already right like it seems like he's like. I'm gonna throw this in there to really. That's gonna sound good. Pack a punch, yeah. yeah. I don't get the feel that any of them no. actually came up with it, but I really did. I try wish it. the Nelson one was the one that established it, but it, I don't think it did. Well, I do, I actually do think that it did. I think that's what made it catch. Hmm. You see, like okay, but yeah, but it, it, that's not where it first was created, right? But I feel like you're you have a similar situation with yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing with this week's research. I was kind of like, man does first matter the most. Right. I mean, to me, I fell in love with Nelson's story. Yeah. Like the guy was so cool. And I just, I, I've actually got a, a just like a, a brief list of fun facts here about Nelson. Cause I just, I just, everything I read about him, I was like, yes. I see a new crush forming. I, well, I also have a picture of him here. Is he handsome? And he, you know, this is back before cameras. And to me, he looks a little bit like a Mr. Bean in a, yeah. Oh, he looks a lot like Mr. Bean. <laughs> yeah. It's probably the dead eye. Oh, he's English. <laughs> right. Um, we'll have to post this on our Instagram because yeah. people are going to want to know. Yeah. Um, so real quick, I'm just going to run down this list because I love these, these fun facts about Nelson. Is that cool with you? I can't wait to hear them. Here we go. Um, <laughs> you're going to really love this, right? Nelson was a sickly baby and was baptized get early for fear of death. Hmm. That's right. He was uh, his. They did a private baptism uh, ten days before his public one because they thought he was going to die. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's just bang through these. He was a lifelong sufferer of seasickness. Oh my god. And he started. Uh, he, he looks got, a little seasick. He actually, does. Even in his picture, in uh, his portrait. And the thing is, is he started uh, in the navy at age twelve, yeah. and so he was just like. Oh, I just love boats. <laughs> it like just moves up the ranks. They said he was seasick every voyage. Wow. Can you imagine? I mean, there must have been some other options for him, right? I, it's, it's like if you'd be a pilot, but you're afraid of heights. Yeah. This is, this is killing me up here. Oh, my God. All right. So anyway, uh, so that was I thought that was pretty funny. This is a great one. He almost died trying to shoot a polar bear in, uh, in, in 1773 on an Arctic voyage. That's cool. So he's, he sees this polar bear and he's like, he takes a shot, misses, the thing turns on him, and then someone from the ship fires the cannon, obliterates the bear into a million pieces. Aww. Not really. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading that and I was like, oh my God, that is insane. They did fire the cannon, it just distracted the bear, and then oh, okay. Nelson made what was quoted a lucky escape. Wow. But I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Oh, uh, in 1776, on an Indian Ocean voyage, he was 17 years old, caught malaria for the first time. And during his delirium, he had a vision of a radiant guiding orb. Nice. Which is funny, because my nickname for you is Radiant Guiding Orb. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard you call me that. I, but uh, I, you do that in I, your I head. Do, I do it when I go to bed. I, go to I, bed. I, I hug the pillow. I'm like, good night, sweet Radiant <laughs> Sweet Radiant Orb. Um, image. And then my eyes roll back in my head. <laughs> And then you just have a seizure until you wake up in the morning. I thrash for eight hours. God, I wish I got eight hours of thrashing. More like six, am I right? School sucks. All right, anyway, um, he also had a premonition during that that he was going to be a hero, which he was. I mean, we should probably just have an Admiral Nelson podcast at this point. Uh, yeah. This, and I, This has been a Nelson a heavy Nelson. hour. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's all good. It's Watch all worth this. it. All right. <clears throat> there was... a. Uh, his method of command was known as the Nelson touch. Mm. And um, it was a method of command based on love rather than authority. And it was, it, it, it had the three C's. It was based on the three C's. Courage, commitment, and charisma. 
Charisma. And I'm like, damn, all right, one out of three. I get why he was so beloved. They in loved this him. Country. It was like whether you were beneath him or a superior, he always treated it. It's he was like a he was like kind of boss that you would just be like, hey man, if you ever get fired, I'm I'm leaving too. Yeah, wow. <laughs> you know? Um, so the Nelson Touch, and I think we got to start using the Nelson Touch. Uh, yeah, we're going to use like, that. That's an idiom we can create right now. Right, right. Yeah, we just started. <laughs> um, so he was known to have a dry sense of humor, often at his own expense. So there was this one scene that was pretty cool. 1800 at Great Yarmouth, there was a public rejoicing. Uh, they, they were like, him and his crew were welcome back. Like he'd just done something awesome. And uh, they, uh, the mayor was giving Nelson the freedom of the borough. And I was thinking like, what is that? Like the key to the city probably type of thing? You know, like, yeah, it sounds like it. Sound like that, right? And uh, he had to be sworn in, Nelson, right? So um, this official is uh, holding out the Bible. And Nelson goes and puts his left hand on it. And the official is like shocked. And he's like, oh, my Lord, your right hand. And uh, Nelson goes, that is at Tenerife. And I read that and I was like, what does that mean? Like my arm is in Tenerife. Uh, he was so popular for like what he did in war and his eye. He's missing an arm. Look at that picture. His right arm is tucked into his oh. Ryan. That is like not even a big, like people don't even talk about that. Yeah. So he got shot yeah. above his elbow on oh, my pages. <laughs> and uh, dude, they, the, the surgeons on the ship amputated and he was back to work in 30 minutes. What a, he's the man. Dude, that's like, a, like NHL hockey players. They almost die on the ice and they're right back out there. This guy is above that. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. And he was, you know, so I was looking up, like, what is Tenerife? What is Tenerife? I thought it was like some weird, like a sexy kind of something. Like, you know, I was down in Tenerife having a good time with my rep. Like, where was Johnny Depp always running off to in Pirates of the Caribbean? Oh, my God, I don't remember. Right, remember he's like, oh, I got to get back to Barbados. Yeah, they right. got some fun down there. Yeah. I was, oh, God. I also like thinking of the Nelson touch with his phantom limb. You know what I mean? Oh, right. The Nelson touch. He's like, oh, who's missing up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, I, I went on this whole thing about where he's kind of like, uh, he's like, no, you put the stump on the Bible. You mean in your head? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the, the like what if the, the guy uh, was like, no, it's got to be the stump. Put Stumpy on the Bible or no right. key for Nelsie. Yeah, right. right. No key for Nelsie. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, um, all right, I'm almost done here with. Got, <laughs> Is there another it, one? Damn it! Oh yeah, there's there's four more. Oh my god! Oh, sorry, sorry. Watch this. 1782. He got scurvy because no sailors are gross. C. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they they had no fruit or um fresh fruit or vegetables on this uh, Arctic trip. Oranges don't weeks. grow in the sea. Yeah, dude. Uh, weeks of that. He said he lost almost all of his teeth by the end of the <laughs> by the end of his life. So fake eye, fake teeth, no arm. Never wore an eye patch. Didn't have to. No. So he lost his eye in uh, the siege of Calvi at Cors Corsica. A French cannon, and that was in 1794. French cannon hit a rampart. You know what that is? Mm -hmm. No, I, I didn't. Don't. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, isn't that in that patriotic song? Yeah. And the rampart spread. Nope. <laughs> That's the wrong part. That patriotic song? You know that one? Yeah, yeah. the one. <laughs> yeah, what's it called? <laughs> All right, anyway, I thought ramparts were something like, um, I don't know, like fireworks. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, like streaming. Anyway, it's like, a, it's like a defensive wall in a castle. Yeah. So he's standing there. Cannon, cannonball hits the thing, and like a shower of stone and sand hits his face, blinds him in his right eye. But... It never looked bad. So even though it was totally dead, yeah. he never wore an eye patch, never got a glass eye. All right, he, he looks good still. I thought that was kind of cool though, right? Yeah. Um, mum, 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 skip that one. All right, the final two, because they're tied together. In 1805, he was shot by a um, French sniper. Uh, the musket, uh, uh, like it was a musket ball. And uh, at 115, he was shot. At 430, he died below decks, right? Mm. But because he was a distinguished, important war hero, um, maybe not war hero, uh, you know, admiral, normally they throw sailors over the boat 
because right. it's uh, keeping the bodies down there. It's a right. disease thing, right? But they shot him out of a cannon. No, oh, okay. this, but this, that would be a good way to go. But um, they preserved his body in a barrel of brandy. Cool, all the way back to England because he makes had you want to drink brandy, uh, dude. I was thinking, like, if it's me, actually, we should come up with a drink called the Nelson Touch that has brandy. Come on, I love that. Yeah, damn it, all these great ideas. All right, I was just gonna say, if it's me, make it Rumplemints. Throw a pizza in there. <laughs> And you could get into if you oh, want. Oh man, thanks. <laughs> and the final one, I thought you'd really like this. Um, his coffin was a present, um, and it was made from the mast of Napoleon's warship, Whoa. the Laurient. Um, Nelson sunk that fucking ship <laughs> off the uh, off the shores of Egypt. And then they made it his coffin in 1798. Oh, Captain Benjamin Hallowell, who just must be the coolest dude. He was there. He was at the battle, and he was like, "Good shooting, else. He he gets somebody to gather up this um, the uh, the mast, and he has a coffin fas- fashioned out of it, yeah. and he sends it to Nelson with the wish that um, he would not need it for a long time. Nelson was so pleased with it that he kept it in his cabin at all times, That's so rad. and then he was buried in it at Saint Paul's Cathedral. That is so rad. You know, oh, I th- what a guy. I, I just think about it. I need like, a big poster of him right here on the wall. Do you see why I picked this one? I like see. He was just like amazing. He'd be like an action hero if there you were know. movies back then. You didn't have to draw every single painstaking frame. <laughs> Born sick, still sick. Oh my God, I'm so sick. You did good though. You made it all the way through. Only a couple of coughs. It's good. Mm. Mm. Anyway, I just have to say this. I'm in the, the mood for a Nelson touch. Oh, dude. Well, you might have to settle for a car bomb because car bomb. yesterday was St. Patrick's Day. I can't believe you bought car bomb supplies. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. And, you know, now we got enough for like a lot, actually. Yeah. All right. So we'll just start the night with the car bombs and the night with the car bombs. <laughs> and a couple car, car bombs, couple in, car between. bombs in between. <laughs> and vomit. Vomit. And then go to my nephew's birthday party tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? Yep. All right. All right. I'll see you there. I'll see you there. Uh, you didn't remind me about the special surprise. Oh, what's the about. special surprise? All right. Yeah, so, I would have remembered. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, I, I wrote it down. I still didn't remember it. Well, you did. You just remembered it. Yeah, but I, I didn't. Oh, my gosh. I, okay. Yeah. I'll skip it. There's extra Nelson info oh on gosh, the websites. Yeah. There's so much cool shit about him. <laughs> Save that He's for the internet. shot in the head. Um, <laughs> nobody talks about it, though. Like, no one talks about no. it. No. Uh, okay, here we go. So what I went ahead and did mm-hmm. was I made a Spotify playlist of 20 songs that use the phrase, um, turn a blind eye. Wow. Right? I was thinking of you the entire time. It was so hard not to say it. We got a couple gems on here by The Call and uh, The Little River Band. We've got Sunvolt, Duncan Sheik, Creed. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. It is awful. God, I Um, I think I hate this playlist. Madonna made it. That's good. Dude, no. So here's the deal. It's a lot of... So Turn a Blind Eye is a pretty popular saying. Yeah. It's a lot of cheesy songs. Yeah. But there's also a lot of like death metal in there stuff. Oh, okay, they're like, cool. Turn a blind eye from yeah. God. Yeah, right. And so it's right, a really cool. funny balance. And so there's 20 songs on it right now. We're going to make it available to you guys somehow. Yeah. And uh, I might keep adding because it came up with a list of 100 oh, songs. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And I titled the playlist The Nelson Touch. The ne- Good. <laughs> so, I like that. Yeah. That's perfect. We could have a couple Nelson Touches while we're listening to it. Okay. All right, anything else before we crack these suckers? No, let's have a couple car bombs. All right, here we go. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Yeah. You should know that Albert and I are both half Irish, half Italian, and that's because we're from New Jersey, and pretty much every person from New Jersey is half Irish, half Italian. That's right. It's like you're you're just like the new American. The new American? What does that mean? Boring. Irish and Italian. (laughs) La-da-dee. Why don't you tell the people what, we're, what I'm doing here, right? Oh, dead air. Well, Albert's pouring <laughs> cans of Guinness into two pint glasses. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go on. And I wasn't expecting this. I know, because it's the big reveal. Well, you need to give me one of those sh- shot glasses. Damn now. it. <laughs> oh, those are both mine. You wanted one? Oh, this is 
This is my Texas Chainsaw Massacre shot glass that we got at the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house in Texas. On our road trip. All right. Cheers. Bottoms up. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Uh, on our broadcast next week, it is going to be my cat, Luca's birthday, who's no longer with us. So uh, I'm going to do a shout-out now and a big shout-out then. So thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for making us number one on iTunes it's already. It's crazy. I mean, it's you just guys are the best. one week, and we're not even on iTunes yet. We're number one. You guys are the best. <laughs> and uh, yeah. All right. Until next week. Oh, our, yeah, our sign-off. Don't be an idiot. We did it. We did it. Nelson, high five. Never gonna stop the touch. 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 Never gonna stop the touch.